0: Hi, this is Nara Bonafide with Good Faith Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, I Was Made For This, where we will be talking about identity, things like finding your real purpose and how God has an awesome plan for your life. Discovering who you really are, what you were made for, and becoming who God has created you to be is true freedom. So I invite you to join me as we explore and talk about God's goodness, his unique plan for each of us, and how we can experience victory in our lives. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, I Was Made for This. Today, I will be um, concluding the three-part series, Wake Up, Stand Up, and Speak Up. And today, I'll be talking about speak up. So I'm going to jump right in. You know, there is power in words. The enemy wants to steal your voice. Did you know that? He wants to silence you and make you of none effect in this world. But I'm here to tell you today, this is good news. You are destined by God to do great things while you're here on this earth. But if he can steal your voice, he's got you, and discouragement and defeat is not far behind. Like I said, I'm going to I'm going to jump right in today. I'm I'm Locked and loaded today. I mean, there's a lot to, to get through, and I, I don't want it to take up a lot of time, but there's a lot to say about speak up. I want to start with, uh, I'm going to share three scriptures with you, some foundational scriptures about speaking in your tongue. The first one is Proverbs 18:21. It says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Words can bring death or life. Talk too much, and you will eat everything you say. Hmm. Genesis 1, verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God spoke, right? God speaks. He speaks into nothing, and the darkness goes running. You know, I, I have a whole message on this, and I can't get into it right now, but I, I'm talking... I. A message where I talk about sound and, and frequencies and, and that sort of thing and what happens when we speak, but that's for another time. Right now, one of the things I want to add to this, and it's just a little, little nugget, and this is what I talk about with the, uh, the message on uh, sound. It was amazing to me when I found this out, that sound travels 186,000 miles per second. Whoa. <laughs> And I know I could get off on that right now and start talking about it, but to, to think that God spoke his speech, his words, the way he spoke and how he spoke, that sound created something that travels 186,000 miles per second. I mean, that, that, that's, that's amazing to me. I, I don't know. <laughs> that just really speaks to me about God and his awesomeness. Now, Jesus had and has a voice. He spoke. God speaks. Jesus speaks. He had no problem speaking up when the need arose. So many examples in the Word of God. He spoke to a fig tree. He spoke to a dead man to come alive again, and the dead man came alive. He spoke to a storm, and it obeyed him. He spoke to demons, and they had to flee. He spoke, and He is our example, so we are to speak. Well, what do we speak? The short answer is we speak life. We speak love. We speak truth. We speak wisdom, because that's God's language. Jesus said in John 12, verse 50, I know that His command leads to eternal life, so whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. Hmm. So, if our goal is to be more like Jesus, which it is, then our words, our messaging, should be more like His, right? We really should never stray away or deviate from the message of Jesus. If we start maybe talking out of both sides of our mouth due to some form of compromise with the world then we'll become lukewarm at best and possibly open the door for calamity in the worst case. So, there is a hearing and a saying connection. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later. But Jesus' message, it wasn't misunderstood. It was clear. You know, even when he taught in parables... If the people were really listening, they'd eventually get it. And there's many cases of that. There's also a hearing, saying, and doing connection. Now, what do I mean by that? John, uh, Jesus said in John 5, 19, he said, So Jesus replied, Truly, truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself unless he sees the Father doing it. For whatever the Father does... The Son also does. So here's here's what I'm trying to get across with this. Jesus had no problem doing what he said. His words and his actions lined up. I want to say that again. Jesus' words, what he spoke, and his actions lined up. And honestly, I think that this is where some of us Christians, get tangled up. We say we believe, we say things, but then there's times where we're silent. You know, I want to tell you a little personal testimony here where the enemy tried to silence me, where he wanted to shut down my voice. And it was recently uh, when we were going into the youth prison, um... And I heard some bad news. Actually, I was driving on the way, and I heard some bad news. And it's it's the it's the kind of news that shakes you to your core. It's not something. Oh well, that kind of bothers me, or oh that's sad, or oh that's not good. But it's something that it was a dagger, and and it went straight to the heart. And when we got to the uh, Ross was with me and when we got to the parking lot, you know. It was then that things started kind of soaking in. And I had a decision to make. I call myself a Christian. I call myself a minister of the gospel. So am I going to fold in the middle of this tragic news? Am I going to go to the man in charge of there at the prison and say, Hey, I, I can't come in. You know, I've just, um, I'm dealing with something. Or... Um, Do I know who I am? Is my identity intact? And this was a personal attack on me, so it wasn't like a death in the family or something like that. So this was something, um, attack on me. So, excuse me. So I had to make a decision. And I didn't really say it out loud at the time, but this is what I thought. I'm on a mission. I have an assignment from God. There are people who depend upon me, and I'm going in and I'm going to speak the truth to these young men because we minister to um, boys between the age of 14 and 18, teenagers. And so I made that decision, and I went in with boldness. Now, I, I was still kind of shaking on the inside, but I went in there. I was not going to let the enemy take this away from me where lives could have been changed. And I just walked through that thing. I got up and I started to um, preach and teach. And the word came forth. I didn't feel the anointing at all. <laughs> and I, and it looked like the the young men, the, the youth there, weren't even receiving anything. But the word went forth. And then Ross took over part of the, the service and that went well and I had a little break there. But the bottom line is I pushed through that. And because I knew who I was my identity took over, and I, start, I kept speaking the word. And so after the, the message and everything, there were three salvations. I mean, three lives were changed because I pushed through something because I knew who I was, and I was not going to let the enemy cause me to crumble in that moment. Now, when I got out, and then we went out to eat, and after, you know, I wanted some comfort food for my flesh, I guess, because I had just been through a hard time. So we ate, and then after that I I fell apart and I cried. But you know, and it wasn't a pretty cry either, y'all. It was ugly. Isn't it I think it's Carrie Underwood that talks about cry pretty? <laughs> I don't know really what that looks like, but it wasn't a pretty cry. But God worked it out. It's all good. You know, he had my back. And that thing is working out and worked out, and, and, and I have the victory. But I'm just saying, at that moment, if I didn't know who I was, I would have crumbled under emotional stress and, and the hurt that I was feeling at the moment. I knew who I was, and I had to speak. I knew I had to speak. And when I started speaking the word of God and reaffirming who I was, then victory came and God worked it out. Y'all, that's amazing. I, I, I'm still just amazed at how that all worked out. Anyway, I roared that day. <laughs> you know, we are with the Lion of Judah and we have a roar. We have a sound. We have a voice. And y'all, I'm gonna to get to preaching now because this is really in my, my wheelhouse. I truly believe that it's time for us to roar and for the enemy to hear our voice and make some changes. In 2 Corinthians 4.13, it says this: It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Now, Paul was encouraging here um, the people who was walking with him, his co-laborers in the faith, so to speak, to continue to believe and speak in spite of their suffering. You know, if you speak the truth, there may be some backlash. You may be labeled as insensitive judgmental, self-righteous, especially in our society today or, or whatever any other label people can come up with to silence you. Because in today's society, if you say anything that causes people to stop and it provokes them to think about why they believe what they do and why they are speaking the way they are, then you are at risk of being shut down or canceled. We're in the cancel culture, right? Because people don't really want to examine and discover why they believe the way they do or act the way they act. They really don't want to get to the root of it. They just want to keep on doing what they do with no accountability. And I think that's what we see a lot of today. Now, there is a way to speak up for truth. But it should always be done in love. We are to speak the truth in love. It really should never be done in a way that's not representing Jesus, right? And I know I've, I've heard people say this. They say, well, I just speak my mind. Or I'm just telling the truth. But in reality, what I believe is that person just wants to get someone else to see the way that they do. And it may just be flat rude, Right? Now, I know that sometimes truth may sting a little, but it's still love. I know I've had truth presented to me before, and it's like, oh, that kind of stung a little bit, you know? But I know it was for my good. You know, God has a way. He is so gracious. He is so kind. He is so good. I love the way he communicates with me, and it's it's not always the same, really. I mean, there are times where, you know, He'll say, straighten up, or this was wrong, or you, know, you need to approach that differently. But his way of correcting and communicating, it, it always comes from a place of life, and it involves love, because that's who he is. You know, my foundational scripture for this podcast, most of you know, is Esther 4.14, Perhaps you were created for such a time as this. And what did Esther do? She spoke boldly, and she saved her people. Recently, someone sent me a, um, a prophecy from uh, uh, Jeremiah Johnson, and, and I read it, and it really, really just, it, it took me for a moment. I, um, I'm still chewing on it, actually. But this is what he said. Um, that Satan is waging war on female voices in America and does not want them to speak and walk in their God-given authority. Mm. The enemy is saying Esther shall not rise. I'm going to talk about that later. That's not for today's, today's uh, podcast, but I'm going to be talking about that a little bit more. But I'm saying... Esters shall rise not just one Esther but many. Hmm. Wow, I could stay on that for a while, but I need to move on. Who do you have in your life that can speak the truth to you? You know, this is really important. Someone that has your best interest at heart and not someone that's just going to speak their mind. There's a difference. Maybe it's somebody that's known you for many years. And in that, I I just want to add this. If it's somebody that's known you for many years and they've spoken into your life, I want to just throw this in there. Is this person someone that will not bring up who you used to be? Remember we talked last time about identity expanding. Your identity is growing as you grow with God, as you... um, We're all growing. We're going from glory to glory, right? Well, since we are growing, then our identity is becoming stronger. It's becoming bigger. The capacity is just expanding. Will that person be able to handle that? Will that person be able to detect when there is tremendous growth in you and recognize who you are in this season, in this present season, do they have the tools, the spiritual tools, to encourage and support you in your transformation? We're all changing. We're all going from glory to glory. We're all growing. We may see things differently today than we did last week because of a revelation, because of an epiphany, because of you know, a truth that we just found out about in the Word of God, because every time you spend time in His presence, whenever you spend time in His Word, you should be getting something out of it, and there should be a change. Hmm. Selah. Or, will this person that you have speaking into your life, or persons, not be able to handle the new you? You know, I'm going to be talking about the holidays, and Thanksgiving, and Christmas coming up, and everything, and I might have mentioned this last time, you know, but sometimes if you go to a class reunion, a family reunion, or the holidays, you know, and you haven't seen anybody for a while. Well, here's the way I think about it. I am not the same person that I was a year ago. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I hope that I have grown (laughs) and changed. Matter of fact, I know I have because I can feel it. But we need to be able to, especially the people that are speaking into our lives, the people that are in our inner courts, they need to be able to handle that change. And some people can't. Think about that for a minute. You know, if I love someone, I will speak life to them. And God's love is not harsh unless... There are times where there's a stern warning of some kind, like if danger's approaching, then that's a little bit different. But God's love speaking will be comforting, even if there's a tiny sting initially. And really, that's what I want from people who speak into my life. If they truly love me, they will speak truth in love, or they will be patient until I can see the truth. You know, the enemy always speaks up. He talks trash. You know that. And it's meant to be intimidating. It's meant to show disrespect. And if you feel disrespected, then it makes it harder to speak up. Don't let that happen. And I just want to encourage you today, because we are approaching the holidays, don't let what other people say, what they speak about you, Determine or shape your identity. And this is something that I had to work on myself, or what you think they're saying about you. (laughs) That can trip you up too, because it will silence you, it will shut you up, and your voice matters. So here's some things to consider for you to determine. Who your people are, who to associate with, who to marry? Oh boy, do I even dare go that direction? I'll just touch on it. <laughs> who to do business with, who to partner with or even spend time with? I looked this up um, yesterday, and uh, it just, again, it just really really spoke to me. And it, and it, cause, it causes you to do a self-examination. Matthew 7:18. It says, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Hmm. Think about that for a minute. Trees cannot produce bitter and sweet fruit, both at once. If the people that we're in association with, if they're getting their instructions for life, from a source that is contrary to the Word of God, then we need to run. We can witness to them. We love them. We pray for them. But if we compromise along with them, then we'll reap the same things they do in their lives. I'm still talking about speaking up, y'all. You know, um, it was one day this week, and I was just praying about this message of Speak Up. And Nancy Dufresne, some of you know who she is, <clears throat> Excuse me, she was um, on one of the channels and I, she was talking about speaking. She was talking about words. And so I stopped for a moment and listened and, oh my goodness, this, this really ministered to me and I think it will you too. And here's one of the things that she said. She said, God only flows through truth. Let truth be in your words. And she um, told about how God had spoken to her about her words and about speech. And so that really caught my attention. And she mentioned this scripture, 1 Timothy 6.20. And this was Paul talking to Timothy. And he said this, Timothy, keep safe what has been entrusted to your care. Avoid the profane talk and foolish arguments of what some people wrongly call knowledge. Wow, I am still meditating on that scripture right there. I want to read it again. Avoid the profane talk and foolish arguments of what some people wrongly call knowledge. You notice that this scripture didn't say, hang out with them until they see the light. It said, avoid so let's talk about that word avoid for a minute. I looked it up. I know what avoid means, right? But I'm a teacher. I like, to, I like to get things right. I like to look up definitions. The definition says to stay away from a person, place, situation. If you avoid something unpleasant that might happen, you take action in order to prevent it from happening. Mm, let that soak in. Remember... Paul told Timothy, keep safe what has been entrusted to your care. Avoid the profane talk and foolish arguments of what some people wrongly call knowledge. You know, I just want to say here that the people I have around me, I love and I, I appreciate, but I just don't let everybody speak into my life. I just don't for the sake of being tolerant, you know, that buzzword tolerant, which can go good or evil there. I just don't tolerate certain speech because if I hang around it long enough, I will begin to believe it myself. Anyway, that's a side note. We still love. We don't reject a person for their belief system or their speech, the way they're talking. But we can't be deceived by thinking we can separate their speech, what they're saying, from who they are. Now, what do I mean by that? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right? You know, I can, I can, I can talk to people or I can be with somebody. And the moment they open their mouth and say a few things, I, you, can, you, know, you can pretty much locate them. Anyway. Anyway. I believe this is where a lot of single women, (laughs) I know because I was one of them, get into trouble. And I was guilty of this, more than once actually. If this guy was a complete heathen, I ran from him, right? But if he had some truth, but really wasn't into the truth, I wanted to hear what I wanted to hear, so I did. Then I became too forgone emotionally, And had to get some help from some wise Christians to get out of a mess. Simply because I compromised. I didn't speak up. For the truth I knew to be true. Because I wanted this man to be the right one. And I paid a price. I was reminded of this. A little compromise is like sin. It doesn't stay little. It grows. Galatians 5.9 says, A little leaven leavens the whole lump. And that's where a lot of people get into trouble. We want something badly. But if we compromise our belief system, our identity, or what we're speaking, and we have to alter our speech, then I think we really need to search our heart and ask what our real motive is. I've had to do this. I've had to ask Do I want what I want or what I need? Or can I be strong enough to resist this temptation? Or do I not want to hurt somebody's feelings? Or do I not want to lose this friend? Or do I not want to lose whatever, whatever, whatever? You fill in the blank. I failed at this a few times in my life until I got to the point where the word compromise was a really bad word to me. It was like cursing. Now, I know there can be a good type of compromise, but not, not in this context. Now, God dealt with me, and I ran from compromise because it almost took me out. There were a couple of people who called me, or I'm, at least I think they did. I don't know if they did to my face, but I felt they thought it, that I was self-righteous or even, maybe even judgmental, but I didn't care at that point. When something almost takes everything from you, then you really don't, you don't really care. What you care about is the truth. And that only. And this is where I came to. God, what are you saying about this? What does that have to do with speaking up? Everything. You have to speak and follow up with actions. They work together. You know... It was, oh, I think it was yesterday morning. This thing has just been rolling around and around in me. And I want to give credit here to who said this, but Jeremy Pearsons was, um, um, I would listen to part of his message. It just happened to be uh, on TV as I was walking through the living room. And here's what he was talking about. And he was talking about language and speaking. Imagine that. But he said, you know, on his TV, there's some Spanish channels. And... He said, no matter how much I turned up the volume, I don't speak Spanish, <laughs> and I still didn't understand it. And then he went on and he told the story, and this has to do with God's language, by the way. And when his son was born, you know, he couldn't wait until he could com- communicate with him. And so finally one day, his, his baby boy, was several months old, says, Dade. And he said, oh, that's it. I have arrived. You know, this is the most wonderful thing in the world. Besides him being born, he is speaking my language. Now I can communicate with him. And this is what the Lord ministered to him through that. And God said to him, why does that please you? He said, it pleases you because you can communicate. He's speaking your language. And, and God just ministered this to his, to his heart. He said, and that's what pleases me. God's language is faith. Mm. I'm going to talk about that again some other time, not right now. But what language are you speaking? Are, and this was something I had to ask myself. Am I speaking out of both sides of my mouth? Are you? Somebody you know? Are you saying you're a Christian, but you're speaking in line, in line with something or someone who's not speaking from the foundational principles of God's word. I know that was a mouthful, but think about it for a minute. Who are you in line with? Are you easily swayed by by what someone says to you with eloquence of speech? And that goes back to um, 1 Timothy 6.20. Avoid the profane talk and foolish arguments of what some people wrongly call knowledge. So are we swayed by eloquence of speech? You know, we recently voted, this was the week to vote and I raced to the to the polls real quickly and, and I wasn't totally familiar with um, the propositions that were on the ballot in my state and my county. So I had to do a quick study, a quick read and I was still reading as I was in line waiting to vote. But this was a way of my voice being heard. And I'm going to take another little sidebar here, y'all. There are some that say they're Christians, but they will vote opposite of what God's Word says. their biblical values. They're speaking. Their voice is being heard by the vote. But it's double-minded and it's compromise. What does the Word say about a double-minded man? They're unstable in all their ways. Hmm. As we grow spiritually... We'll have the choices many times to compromise with the world. I have, and I'm sure you have too. We have to decide which way we're going to go. And once you make that quality decision, then you'll have to decide if you're going to stand up and speak up in truth. You know, that happened with me not too long ago. I had to stand up and speak up in truth. I had to make a choice. I had to speak up. I had to say, yes or no. I was confronted face to face. Is it going to be yes or is it going to be no? And I was reminded in that instant, a dear friend of mine years ago, we had a conversation and she reminded me of this scripture once when I was trying to make a decision about something. And she said, Nora, let your yay, let your nay be nay and your yay be yay. And I said, that is correct. Because there it is right there in Matthew five thirty-seven. But let your yes be yes and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Wow. Another translation says, Just say a simple yes I will or no I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. Hmm. That really helped me. That helped me. I was more decisive. I was more confident. I was more able to stand up. I don't know who that's for today, but it helped me. Now, here's the thing about truth. Many people say today, well, this is the truth to me. Oh boy. When someone says that, you kind of want to step back for a minute. You know, when people open their mouth, you can locate them. I said that before. When someone says that, what? What, what that says to me is this, that you don't have a standard for truth. That there's not a foundation that you're standing on. That truth is relative or this is truth to me today. And that changes. But Jesus says, I change not. The word of God doesn't change. Now, that doesn't mean we, we go around speaking the Bible all the time and you can't even have a conversation with people without bringing up a scripture, but I'm talking about the root of things. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I hope so. I think you are. I've had someone tell me not long ago, and they prayed with people a lot, their intercessors, and they, they had worked in a prayer center, and she said that she had noticed an uptick in witchcraft. You know, when you think of, when I think of, or used to, I've gotten educated since then, but a lot of times when you think of witchcraft, you think of, um, you know, somebody putting curses on someone else and that sort of thing, you know, weird stuff. But witchcraft, Satan worship, the occult, even new age is still around. But they are being disguised in something that looks and sounds Good. You know, the enemy's not going to come at, at, at a Christian and speak openly about his plans. He'll come in under disguise. And this is really a concern I have with the youth of today, especially the youth, especially. That, that's for another time, but there is an uptake, an uptick, I should say, in this, and it's aimed at our kids, especially in social media. And I think you all know that. Remember this, and I'm going to close with, I'm I'm close to closing here. (laughs) The enemy's goal is to deceive, to get you to believe a lie. He did that with Adam and Eve. He did that with Jesus all throughout the ages. It's just that the deception is wrapped up in different packages. And you're going to have to learn, and you're going to have to be able to detect. I know I've been fooled a few times, but I'm asking the Lord to help me recognize what deception is wrapped up in and avoid it. In speaking up, consistency is key. So I want to end with some positive things. I want to make some declarations, some proclamations today that we we can end with and and feel good about, about speaking up. So if you would with me, because this is going to help me, so y'all can just indulge me. If it doesn't help you, you don't have to say it. But there's something about speaking God's word. There's something about letting the devil hear you roar, right? So I'd like for you to repeat this after me. Say this. When I speak, devils tremble. When I speak, God's wisdom goes forth. When I speak, boldness arises in me and others. When I speak, mountains in my life have to move. When I speak, God's love is experienced through my words. Mm. I don't know about you, but that helped me. Say this too. I'm not through. Say this with me. I am a Jesus follower, I imitate him. I have awakened. I am standing up and I am speaking. Yay, hallelujah. We made some powerful declarations today. I hope you got something out of this. I I know I did. I did while I was doing it. (laughs) God has a way of doing that, doesn't he? God bless you today. Please share this podcast with others. And I really, really look forward to next week. We're going to be talking about families, boundaries, and how to have joy and victory through the holidays. God bless you. And I'll see you. Oh, no, I'll talk to you. Join me next week. God bless you.